Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Uh, now, before we roll, a request. We'd like some input on how we can improve the podcast. And we're running a survey over on the Site Visibility website. Take about five minutes of your time. It'd be really helpful to us because it will help us to continue to make your sort of um, podcasting experience as great as possible. If you want to help us out and go there, the page is sitevisibility.com slash survey. Uh, we'd really appreciate your feedback. And again, that's sitevisibility.com forward slash survey. Now, today I'm joined by Jeff Sauer. Jeff is an experienced marketer, entrepreneur, and currently the founder of Jeffalytics. How are you doing, Jeff? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you you speak and you train and, uh, and you consult. Tell us what you do. Yeah, so I'm a longtime practitioner of the digital marketing field both paid media and analytics. And I've been working on the agency side of things for over a decade, working with very large companies and some smaller companies, helping them deliver online lead generation programs, things like that. And I'm also an educator and I teach digital marketing and analytics at the university level in the United States. And from that, I developed a love of teaching students and just showing them the power of digital marketing. And then most recently, I've become a digital nomad. And so I've been traveling the world and teaching online and sometimes in person ever since 2015. So I've been wow. doing this from all kinds of different places. And I'm coming at you today from Thailand, actually. Wow. Do you travel just like a backpack, literally? Yeah, it's a little bit heavier than that. Um, yeah. But but yes, in theory, you know, everything that I own is pretty much on my person at all times. I, I love the idea of doing that. I was reading about a, a, a chap that, that did that actually a couple of days ago. And it sounds it's quite it sounds quite spiritual and sort of something you might definitely want to have a go at. Absolutely. It's definitely it's worth the the effort and it's worth it to give it a chance if it's on your mind. Something that, you know, it, it takes some considerations to jump into, but it's pretty awesome if you can get it done. And Jeff, do you have a podcast as well? Yeah, I do have a podcast. I, I've been doing it for about a year and a half now, and it interviews digital marketers that I admire, and I get to know their origin stories. So it's more from like a, what got you to the point where you became a digital marketer and just learning about their experiences yeah. and how they got there. And what's it called? It's called the Jumpstart Podcast. Fantastic. 
So we're going to be talking about um, Google Data Studio. Well, not specifically Google Data Studio, but Google Analytics and some recent things that's been happening there. Because Google Data Studio, I think about a year ago, is it about a year ago? It became free and it's available in several markets. So it's it's opening up some opportunities for reporting. Tell us, a, start off by telling us a little bit about that. Yeah, so back in around, around May of last year, Google announced several products that they were putting out and they were, they were releasing their newest release of products. And one of those was called Google, Google Data Studio. And it, it's like a basically a replacement for the dashboards you might have developed in Google Analytics. Like they have a dashboarding mm-hmm. feature there. It's replaced that or replaced the need to use Excel to develop dashboards. Basically an enterprise quality tool for integrating all of your data sources and developing reports. And they made it available to anybody with a Google account. And so um, at this point, it's rolled out to places in 20, you know, 20 different countries and in several languages. And it allows you to create amazing reports using your data. Mm. Now, the data, for the most part, is limited or, or working with data from your Google programs. So, for example, your AdWords data, the data in your Google Analytics, they just announced a Google Search Console integration where you can integrate with with what used to be called Google Webmaster Tools. And then you can even integrate with Google Sheets so you could create your own spreadsheet with your data and then they will visualize it and crunch the numbers for you. And then there's actually integrations with all kinds of other things as well. I'm not sure how much depth we want to get into, but for example, you can connect with a with a SQL database. Wow. And so you can pull data out of your systems and then put them into Google Data Studio and develop some pretty awesome integrated reports about what's happening in your digital marketing programs. And just for, for, for those non-geeky people, because we both know what a SQL database is. <laughs> it's a relational database that's based on tables, isn't it? So it's, it's a way of sort of um, normalizing data so that everything is stored efficiently, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And so and that's usually what powers the back ends of our systems, right? So a lot of yeah. times if we want to pull data out of our internal reporting systems, it's going to be in some kind of database. And in many tools, you're limited. You can't get data out of your own system. It's sort of like on an island somewhere mm. um, with these connectors that they have. It, it just allows you to get the data out of your own systems and then get it into and mash it up really with these third-party systems. Actually, Jeffy, it's okay to to drill down into some more of these integrations if you want to, because uh, I, was, I was actually quite interested. In this. So we've got the uh, the um, the SQL sort of integration. What other integrations are there? Yeah, so there's all kinds of different things you can connect with, and the 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 really nice part is that it's it's sort of limited to your imagination, right? And so what I was saying is there's you know obviously it's a Google product, and so it's working with Google data sources seamlessly. So it works really well with AdWords, for example. Actually, just the other day they announced that your AdWords My Client Center, or what we call an MCC account, now integrates with Data Studio. So instead of having to log into each of your different AdWords accounts and create reports off of each one, you can actually report off of multiple AdWords accounts in the same report with mm. one connection. And so that's that's nice. It doesn't seem like, it might not seem necessary if you have only one AdWords account, but then if you're like myself who is managing hundreds to thousands of AdWords accounts for clients, it makes it so much easier to just, to just pick and choose which ones you want. Mm. And so they have these integrations that really, you know, the Google product integrations specifically are basically anything that Google can provide to itself 
you can put into a report. And that's, you know, that's, so that's pretty, pretty awesome. And the native integrations are nice. And then, like we said, adding more on top of it is really where the real value comes in. Because as we probably, as you know, as a digital marketer and, and you know, talking about marketing, it's not just a Google world necessarily. Mm. It's not only Google and only proprietary Google that, that you see through the the lens of your of your reporting needs. And so it's like if you're only reporting on what you did with with Google AdWords, then you're forgetting about your Facebook marketing. Mm. Or if you're only reporting on Google Search Console, you're forgetting about Bing. And same with Google AdWords, you're only, you know, you're forgetting about other systems. And so these other connectors, what they allow you to do is just to pull data out of other systems and then make sense of them and put them into one consolidated place. Because what you really want when you're reporting on how a business performs is all the touch points of the business, not just the Google touch points. And yeah. so from somebody who's been doing this for 10 plus years, that's always been a limitation of the Google Analytics dashboards. Whenever I show them to people or whenever I teach about how they work, I say, these are really cool, but it's only telling you the Google story, not the entire story. So you need to, what I would advocate before this was just to put it into Excel or maybe use something once you once you get more advanced, you can use like a connector that pulls the data out of of Google Analytics, like a Supermetrics or a Next Analytics or Analytics Edge. There's all kinds of different great software out there. Now this just does it for you. So instead of having to pull to create your own dashboards in Excel, you can just do it right within the same spot. Yeah. Now. Um... Uh, Google Data Studio, if I remember correctly, uh, used to be, I think you might have already mentioned this, it used to be free for, was it five reports per email address? It's completely free now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So they, yeah. they would let you have, you know, a few emails or a few reports per person and, and they had hopes that they were going to charge for it. They called it Data Studio 360. But what they've done is, I'm not sure if it was low adoption or high adoption, but they're basically saying that anybody can use it now for free. So it's mm. it's very similar to how Google Analytics was when that came out back in 2005, 2006. Like, there's no limitations to being able to use it. They just want to get it in people's hands because this is yeah. really a, a very robust platform. I, I, when they came out with it, I was like, wow, this is what I've been begging for from Google for years. Now, you mentioned that uh, Data Studio um, is connected directly to the uh, to Google Search Console. Um, tell us, just going back in time, tell us about the limitations that we used to have. It was 90 days, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So Google Search Console, formerly Google Webmaster Tools, is really a great both reporting mechanism. I, I look at it from an analytics perspective. They give you anal like data about the search queries that people type in on Google to find your website, what landing pages are popular. But they also give you things like crawl stats, like how often your site's crawled what links they find. They give you like any errors they see that, that get in the way of them seeing your website. So they give you all kinds of good data and good information, but those things go away. It's like on a 90 day rolling time frame. And mm. so if you want to know how is our website doing last summer, unless you downloaded that data or took it out, you won't know how you performed last summer compared yeah. to now. Yeah. And as an analyst, as, as somebody who who, you know, as somebody who's responsible for improving your website, right? Like the whole point of this is, the whole point of marketing is to see improvements, to, to grow the user base, to, to establish a market. Well, if you don't really know what the market used to be, how do you know if you're hitting your targets now? Yeah, yeah, because you want that year-on-year -year data, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. And so in, in 
not through any fault of Google. It's a lot of work and a lot of time and effort and data and expense to store all your data. But in the past, you had to just export it. And so what people do is they'll automatically export these reports every 30 days or however long they, they whatever time period they do it for, mm. they'll take all the query data out and then they can do comparisons month over month, year over year, whatever that ends up being. And so there's tools like Supermetrics, Analytics Edge. I just mentioned those from a reporting perspective from an analytics, but they're also great for just dumping your data into, into a spreadsheet so you have it. So you have your own safekeeping, your data for safekeeping. Yes. Uh, very nice to have those. But when you have this native connector with Data Studio now, what you can do is you can develop a report that's sort of like a polished report. So instead of taking out just the raw data and setting it aside in case you want it later, you can use you can store this data in a report. And now you have like a monthly report you can draw upon each month and you can take a look at it. And so what it does is it really just allows you to look at these things in a visual way. Because if you were to download it from, say, Supermetrics or Analytics Edge, you still have to process the data. You still have to yeah. make it look pretty. You still have to analyze it. And so this yeah. native integration, what it's really doing for you is it's just giving you a snapshot in time. And it's doing it before you run out of time by the limitations of Google Search Console. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, Google 360 surveys um, has got quite a lot of sort of um, it's being pushed a bit recently. Um, tell us about how that works. Yeah, so Google's had a surveys product for a while now where you can just ask random people on the internet their opinion on something. And so you get some demographics overrides and controls, but you can ask just through Google's very large panel of people who, who use Google services and even like things like CAPTCHAs. You can use you can have people fill out a survey in order to get past a CAPTCHA on a website. And so that's that product is called Google Surveys. And it's been really interesting to see that grow because it's been around for a while. But I don't see not not a lot of people really knew about it or used it. 
And then yeah, it's typical of Google, isn't it? They put something out and then, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. quite a slow take up because they, they don't really sort of shout from the rooftops, do they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's two ways that Google does it. There's like the Google Plus where it's forced on you, and you're you're now a Google Plus user whether you know it or not. Mm. And then there's these other things that are that are really brilliant, but nobody even knows that they have it as an option. <laughs> yeah. And so this one falls into that camp. But I would say in the last few months, I've seen a lot of people talking about it and and seeing more momentum behind it. And it turns out that Google just released a enterprise version of this. So they call it Surveys 360. And what it does is it allows you to not only ask these questions of random people on the internet, but you can also ask questions of people who have already been to your website before, and you can segment even further than you normally would with your web analytics data. Mm. So our web analytics data is like an aggregate of people who went to our website. We don't really know individuals. Well, now you can ask individuals who have visited your website why they did what they did or why they didn't. And so it adds this whole new third dimension to the ability to analyze what's happening on your website. And it's pretty reasonable per response. You can get responses for anywhere from like 10 cents to some a couple dollars per response. But it's really neat to have this opportunity to do segmentation on top of it. Because one of the problems mm-hmm. that I think many people have with surveys is, well, who are these people taking the survey? Are these people taking the survey are in our target audience? Are they the right people? Do we value their answers? Well, if you're asking only people who are in a certain segment to take that survey, you're you're already pre-qualifying them. Mm. So you're getting even better quality to what you're doing. And and just in analytics in general, analytics is very quantitative. It's like who came to your website and what did they do? Right? That's and it's and it's just how many of them actually, how many people came to your website yeah. and what what did they view? This is actually giving you now a qualitative response or qualitative opportunity to analyze the same people who came to your site. It's good stuff. Now, Google Optimize. Um, just let's just talk about that for a sec. Can I just just remind us how that works. Yeah, so Google Optimize is in a it's in a beta right now where you have to ask them for an invite. I think at some point in the near future, you can just self service and sign up. But basically, you sign up, you ask, hey, can I get an account for Google Optimize? And then they, I, I, mine took a couple weeks to get granted, but they grant you access, and you can create. A-B split tests mm. that are built on top of the Google Analytics code. And so instead of just testing all the people who go to your website, you can run tests off of specific segments of your website visitors. Ah. And so, you know, you hear about personalization, you hear about all these different things that are that are the new, you know, instead of just doing a test, which testing is amazing if you if you get into a optimization culture and you're always running tests on the traffic of your website. Yeah. Those are things that I highly recommend that you do. But this allows you to do it around specific segments, right? So it's getting it's already starting you off on the right foot because instead of going after everybody, maybe people who who will never buy from you, you can go after certain segments, people who visited certain pages, yeah. people who did it who did whatever activity you wanted to test around. So it's it's basically allowing you to sort of split your website up and sort of treat each different area and a sort of separate A-B test, if you like? Or Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and they have a good statistical engine built on top of it. It's not as full-featured as some platforms out there, but I think that sometimes people just want the technology for delivering the test. They don't necessarily want all the bells and whistles. 
Yeah. So it seems like, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of people in the conversion optimization community, and I've seen them giving a lot of buzz around it and being pretty excited about what it has to offer. And so it seems like it's hitting the sweet spot with the experts. And again, just like anything, it's it's still in beta, but mm. hopefully Google can make it get to the mainstream. Now, if you're wondering why why or what you should do with this, the reason why this is valuable is because one of the biggest problems with testing for organizations is getting the code on the website or knowing what to test or just the technical aspect of pulling it off. Well, this doesn't require nearly as much technical prowess because it's integrated on top of Google Analytics, which most sites already have installed. Or even better, if you have Google Tag Manager on your site, which many people have already adopted, you can just use a tag template and now you're running a test in no time on your site. That's powerful stuff. So sort of um, going up to a sort of 50,000 foot view, Jeff, uh, with all these sort of like new things that are happening in uh, sort of Google Analytics, what would be a few takeaways from these latest changes in your opinion? Yeah, so just because there's new technology out there doesn't mean that you have to use it. Um, what you really should do first is is say, what do I want to achieve? Like before you select a tool, before you do anything, be clear with yourself about what you're trying to achieve with the activities you do. Because mm. Google has a lot of great tools, a lot of free tools, but they're not going to solve your strategy problems. And your strategy problems will still be there no matter how good the technology is or how expensive it is. You just still need to figure out what your strategy is. And so it's easy to focus on shiny objects and trying to get the best technology that you can use in place. But the best, best technology is the one that you, that you use to grow your business yeah, or your followers or your your brand it's these things it's it's really what you use to enable a good marketing strategy so dedicate time to maybe right now with these new things that are in beta or very very new try testing and learning take 10 percent of the time of your day and dedicate it to trying out new technology and seeing how it works and doing proofs of concept and seeing what might be the one that you really can lean on to grow your organization because it can be overwhelming at times. You know, I've just told you about several tools. You might not have heard of these tools. Yeah. Which one do you choose? Well, I would say try to find some time to play around with them and see which one speaks to you, which one really fits the best into the strategy you put forward. Yeah. Take the Google approach because that's what they do, isn't it? They they allow their employees, is it 10% of time or is it more than that to uh, play around with stuff? Yeah. 20% of their time is what they always, what, what they did. Yep. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for coming on and joining us. Um, just tell our listeners um, how they can find out more about you and Jefflytics. Yeah, absolutely. So they can visit my website, which is jefflytics.com. And that's like a hub for all the different projects and things that I like to work on. I have online courses. One teaches Google AdWords. One teaches Google Analytics. And then I have one that's coming soon, and it's called the Agency Jumpstart Course. And you can actually get links maybe in the show notes here or at least on my website. There's going to be links on there to see them. And if you like hearing my voice, I also have the Jumpstart Podcast. And if you wanted to hear some um, journeys of digital marketers, uh, just a little plug for that as well. I may well subscribe to that, actually. Thanks for telling me about that. And just for clarification, uh, Jeff Litics, it's spelled uh, J-E-F-F-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S, isn't it? Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Jeff, thanks so much. And thanks to our listeners for listening. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash IMPodcast. Um, if you like the show, uh, please leave us a review. 
uh, so that we know that you're liking it and we can continue to bring you better marketing advice and ideas. Um, we're always open to questions and suggestions for future topics. So a few ways to get those to us. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at, at sitevisibility. If you want to connect with me directly, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, if you want to continue the conversation, you can also join the Site Visibility Group on LinkedIn. And that's it. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Internet Marketing.